doing welcome to the teaching ministry of Nelson Ihiagwa. Be stirred as you listen. Okay, turn your Bible to Isaiah 42. I want to speak on something very quickly. Then we'll use it to pray. We'll flow with the Spirit a little bit and then we're done. Glory to God. Alrighty. How are you? Why am I saying that again? Isaiah 42. I want to share something really quick that the Lord has dropped in the left part of my spirit that I believe will bless us. I'm sorry, I'm being very jokey. Um, that I believe will really bless us. Um, I want to share something quickly. This is not the name of the teaching. Before somebody write it at the head. But I want to share something about the CV of God a little bit. That's not the name of the teaching, like I said. Isaiah 42, are you there? From verse 8. Let me start from verse 8. It says, I am the Lord, that is my name. And my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Verse 9. He says, Behold, the former things are come to pass. And new things do I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you them. So, if you read consistently in the book of the prophets, you see God kept on saying one thing that before things happen, I declare the counsel. Praise the Lord. He kept on saying things like that. Go to Isaiah 46. Isaiah 46 is four chapters after. Isaiah 46, go to verse 9. I think this one is a little bit more direct. He says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. Look at verse 10. He says, declaring the end from the beginning. Do you see that? Declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times, the things that are not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. So, this is what... I promise you, he's, he's looking like the thoughts are scattered, but I'm going somewhere, I promise. He said, declaring the end from the beginning, the ancient things that are not yet done, saying my counsel will stand and I will do my pleasure. So, basically, him saying that he's declaring the end from the beginning is more or less him saying that I see the end, so from the beginning, I already have a predeterminate counsel of everything that is to be. Hallelujah. Basically, he's saying that there is nothing that is going to take him by surprise. Because he's all-knowing. Praise the Lord. So, when you see a lot of people ask questions like, who created God? And things like that. It's because they don't know the meaning of the word God. If you say God, it means that he is the genesis, he is the beginning of life. Praise the name of Jesus. So, when you call him God, it means that he must be all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipotent, that's all, the system that's all-powerful. He must be all-powerful, all-knowing, the all-just, sovereign judge of the universe. So, the fact that his, omni, his, his omniscience is real, shows that he can declare the end, sorry, you have become my, um, go on. He means that he can declare the thing from the end because he has seen it from the beginning. He's the all-wise God. Praise Jesus. Then this is my my very favorite part, Revelations 1 8. Revelations 1 8. He says, I'm the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord. He says, Which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. So basically, what Jesus is telling um, John in the book of Revelation here is that there is nothing that will happen that is outside the scope of my plan. There is nothing that will pop up on the earth and God will be like, ah, he shocked me. It, it will never shock him. Because he is, he is the one that is at the beginning yet is also at the end. Everything that ever existed falls within the scope of his plan. There is no in case. If God is to draw a budget, there will be no miscellaneous. He knows it all. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, I said all that to paint a picture that you see when it comes to a mult, when it comes to God, who is your daddy, right? He is the one who, he is the one who nothing can shock. You know when people say things like, um, 
I may not know tomorrow, but I know the one who holds tomorrow. It's not a cliche or a rhyme. It's true. It's very true. Because the truth of the matter is we can be so... We, can have, we could have spent so much time in church, spiritual gatherings. You know, we, we grew up in church. Then you got saved. You know, you understood the gospel. And then a couple of things that you used to hear in church, they now... You, you take it for light. For example, God is good all the time. We think he's, he's call and response, but it is doctrinal truth. Are you with me? So also, this statement that um, he's the one that holds tomorrow, is not just call and response or 18 Christians used to comfort each other. It is truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for responding back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, but then there is one more thing that, so this one I talked about God, just keep it somewhere. I will say many things, then at the end, they will all come together. There is something we see in the Bible, I think I like to call it the mirror principle. And it is like this. Um, what you see is what you become. What you see is what you become. Um, it is even an apostolic pattern. And this is what I mean. The way the apostles taught, if they wanted to, you see, um, reading the epistles, you don't just see doctrine. You see how doctrine is presented. For example, when the apostles wanted to correct issues on sexual immorality, they didn't just go and say, you are doing such, you, are, you, are, you, have, you have erred. You will be judged swiftly. And they did not, Paul did not also go quickly to correct. He, he had a precedence to correcting them. Praise the name of Jesus. So, the same Corinthian church that had too many issues, Paul started by saying, in 1 Corinthians 1-2, he said, you are called saints. KJV calls it, KJV writes it's called to be saints. But it's act, the to be is in italics. It means in the originals it was not there. So, it means you are called saints. The word called saints is, well, it's two different words. But basically, it means that what they are called is saints. You are called saint. So, the believer, the man in Christ, if you've ever gotten an email, you say, hello, saint, right? Uh -huh. It's because that is who the man in Christ is. So, we see that the apostles, how they corrected things was, Paul would tell them, you are called saints. It means, saint is who you are called. Hagios, um, um, Cleto, so. Hag no, Cleto, Hagiazo, yeah. Saint is who you are called. So, he now goes on to now talk about who they are in Christ and then tells them that, you know, he uses double positive. Just like when you use the word verily, verily. He uses double positive. He said, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. Do you get that? He's using the same thing to reaffirm what he earlier said. Praise the name of Jesus. He's using the same thing to earlier reaffirm what he said. So he said, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. Then he now went on to correct. He now said something else. He now said, let this not be once mentioned amongst you. So even when it comes to biblical doctrine, it's not just presenting it. It is how it is presented. So it is not just what he said. It is how it is said. So, um, you know, those, 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 those who have heard me teach for a bit, oh, I'm fine, have, have heard me use one thing, that it is your image of God that you are going to replicate and reproduce as a believer. Because the Father is the mirror who we represent. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I, um, um, so, the thing is this. Okay, let's look at it a little bit. Jesus used a little bit of this to talk or to teach. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Verse 17. Are you there? Okay, hold on. I think let's go to the first one before we come back to this. John 3. Sorry about that. So it will make sense. John 3 verse 14. Look at what Jesus said. He said, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be what? Lifted up. So also, what was Jesus alluding to? Basically, Jesus was saying that the way Moses did this, the way Moses said, the way serpents beat people and anyone who looked at the brazen serpent was saved, is the 
same way that the son of man is going to be crucified and anyone who places his faith in the son of man is going to be saved. This is what, you know, older Christians call look and live. Right? How many of us know that song? Look and live, my brother, live. Look to Jesus Christ. It is written in the word. Hallelujah. I just feel like singing it. But, so, is 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 a principle that if you look to the belief, if you look to what is written, if you look to what is earlier said, that is who the believer is going to become. Praise the name of Jesus. That is who the believer is going to become. So, you see that even in the character of God, that God speaks the things. You know, you look at the story of Abraham, Romans chapter 4 verse 17. He says, he's the one that's, that says the things that be not as though they were. And then if you read the verses before, you will get to understand that him saying the things that be not as though they were was because Abraham biologically was not supposed to be able to have a child. Sarah biologically was not supposed to be able to carry one. But he's the one that says the things that be not as though they were. This is a God who the beginning and the end find definition in him. So if he says anything, it becomes true. Are you with me? I told you I promise everything I said earlier is going to make sense. It becomes true. John 1 51. John 1 51. Look at Jesus used this again. He said very and he said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you hereafter, ye shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So, Jesus was alluding to what happened in um, Jacob, the ladder. You know, he said he saw the angels ascending and descending. And basically, what Jesus was saying was, the way Jacob was in that place, and he did not know that God was there, and he called it Bethel, the house of God. So also, the son of man is the one that he's a moving bridge between the heavens and the earth. You know, something deeper. You know, a lot of us get excited by, and it's good, right? The witnesses of the resurrection. You are not a witness of the resurrection. What? Mm. A witness of the resurrection is good, right? It helps us logically prove something is true. Are you with me? Guys, respond. Are you with me? I feel it now. I feel it. The witness of the resurrection is good, but the witness of the resurrection is all it is, is a carnal response to something that is supernatural. If, and that is why biblical doctrine is not exactly seen in the gospels. It is better seen in the epistles. The gospels are just, I, I hope you know that the gospels were, they, they were not doctrinal pieces that were written to the churches. They were eyewitness accounts of what had happened. So when they saw that Jesus rose from the dead, they documented it. Women saw it. But Jesus dying and rising meant very little at that point. It was a revelation that came to explain and reveal what his death meant. So better than an eyewitness of the resurrection, you are a beneficiary of that resurrection. As a matter of fact, when he rose, you rose. That is baptism. Are you with me? So, you did, it's not about you seeing the resurrection. What actually happened was when he rose. It's not about you, I saw it when he rose. Mm-mm. When you ro- when he rose, you rose. Glory to God. L- Luke chapter 10. So, you know, let me just recap on this. Maybe a lot of people don't get why I quoted John 3 and John 1. John 3 was basically... This is what God said, and this is what Jesus said. God said, told Moses, lift up the serpent. Anyone who looks will be saved. Jesus said, the same thing is true about me. Anyone who sees me will be saved. Anyone who believes, that, that sees just means believe. John chapter 1, we see the same thing. John 1, 51. He says, I've explained that anyways. But let's look at this. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Look at verse 17. Now, the last statement I made that the, the greatest witness of the resurrection is not people who saw him. It's the fact that you are a beneficiary. Another explanation of that is um, the quote that pastor says that he said, um, the greatest proof of the resurrection is not an empty tomb. It's the, it's the spirit within the believer. Praise the Lord. 
because an empty tomb does nothing else but prove logically that Jesus rose. But the spirit in the heart of a believer is eternal life. Praise the Lord. I'm preaching good, have you? I know, I know. Glory. Luke chapter 10. Look at this. And the 70 returned again with joy. Manon, please. The 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Do you see this? He said, <laughs> do you see? Even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Look at 18. And he said unto them, look at what Jesus said. He said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Now, this personal opinion, this is not exactly a literal event because we don't see Satan fall. Are you with me? What this is, is, is a figure of speech that basically, not like Satan, you know, if I say somebody fell from the roof now. Okay, no, let me put this way. He fell from grace. What that means is he was on a high pedestal, but he was knocked off. So people don't place him on that pedestal anymore, right? That's what it means to fall from grace. But it does not mean that there is truly a place called grace. Are you with me? So when he says, I beheld Satan fall like lightning, it was a figure of speech that I saw Satan go down. Praise the Lord. You, you see, as I, was, as I was writing this note, I was very excited. Elvis and I kept on talking through the period. I was very excited. And for me, I was like, hey God, it's not just about me preaching. It's people receiving what I'm saying. So get ready to respond to the word. That's really what will help both of us. Look at this again. I'll read it in again. He said, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Now look at 18. What did he start with? First word. Do you see that? First word. Come on, talk to me. KJV. KJV. Don't open passion translation. KJV. I, I noticed. Do you see this? He said, the first word is what? So do you see what Jesus said? He said, I beheld, therefore you what? I saw Satan fall, so you also see. Oh, praise the Lord. I saw Satan fell, so you also see. And I hope you know, the people, these people that were casting out devils and doing all this, they didn't have the Holy Ghost within. All he gave them was his name. It was his authority. So in his authority, they could cast out devils. Praise the living Jesus. In his authority, they could cast out devils. So he he gave them that authority, and I like your need. <laughs> he gave them that authority, and he said, I saw Satan fall, so you also see. Can I say something? This is, you know, um, the same way the apostles taught it. That this is true. If you know that this is true, you will do this. Are you with me? If you have seen this as true, you will act in accordance. Hallelujah. So also, if Jesus has, um, if God, if we serve a God who speaks things forth, and they are, because he's the one that beginning and end finds definition in, it does not matter how impossible it is, as far as he has said it. Uh, are you with me? If you can behold, all you now need to do is praise Jesus. Do you see what they were really? In fact, these guys did not even um, um, these guys did not even really know the the depth. All they knew was they've seen Jesus cast out devils. Jesus gave them their authority, and Jesus said, "Go and cast out." And then Jesus said, when they were rejoicing and they were telling him, they were probably telling him, "Ah." We casted out a devil. The devil was being stubborn, but eventually left. But Jesus told them, he said, I beheld. Oh, glory. He said, I beheld. There is, you know, um, Ebuka Mike is an amazing guy. He's my friend. We have long conversations. And there's something he said that is really true. Laws are suspended by higher laws. Amen. Can I say that again? Laws are suspended by higher laws. What do I mean by this? You know, I went to a university where at a certain time of day, if you are seen with a damsel, a chariot will just arrive. <laughs> White chariot. 
until you fall in. You understand? So, but what I'm just trying to explain what I mean by laws are suspended by higher laws. If a damsel is fainting, ah, those laws are suspended. You grab her and you run to the health center straight. Are you with me? So also, Jesus, they came to Jesus and told him that, Master, this happened. These guys, they cast out. But Jesus looked away and said, he said, I beheld. And even after you read, you will not see Jesus tell them. He said, don't rejoice because demons are subject to your name. But that your name is written in heaven. That's also figurative that heaven bears record of your existence. Let me put it again. Heaven bears record of your sonship. So, the excitement of Jesus was not in what it was not in what they could see. The excitement of Jesus was in a truth that already exists. And that is what revelation is. Amen. When Jesus said, I beheld, so therefore behold, he was basically saying, because I have seen this, you can see this now. Are you with me? Because I saw Satan fall, you also can now see that you cast out devils. I'm going somewhere. I don't want to go ahead of myself. See, God's word is true and it needs to be seen as truth. Irrespective of circumstances surrounding is God's word alone. If there is he who nothing takes by surprise, only his word can be true. Let God be true and all men liars. Praise the name of Jesus. And really this is where spiritual growth is. This is what spiritual growth is. You see, I, I, like to, I like to put it this way that the believer is like sculpture. Oh no, the believer is like clay, more or less. Then as you begin to look at God's word, as you begin to look at God's word, you know, the chisel, chisel will break out one part and break out one part and break out another part until that image comes out. Let me, give, let me, let me just take a rough survey. How many of you were struggling with something early this year and you no longer struggle with it? Give Jesus a wipe. This meal. I'm raising my hands. It's not like. Yeah. That's what growth is. Because as you bring it here. Bring it. Thank you. I colonized it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Guys, talk to me. Hallelujah. What you see is what you become. But I'm going somewhere. That's not even where I've ended. Colossians 2. Verse 14. Are you there? This is the truth. This is my life. He said, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances. Hey, that was against us. Are you dear? <laughs> Some of you didn't get it, but it's okay. It says, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was what? Against us. Which was contrary to us. And took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. See, what this explanation is actually, is this. Um, you see, in those times, when there was judgment against you, when you were nailed to the cross, they wrote down your, your offense. And they nailed it to the cross. So, he was making what was literal. Um, he was bringing what was literal into a redemption reality for the people of that time to understand. Are you with me? For example, if I'm talking about preaching the gospel and I'm a Nigerian, and I say, Sorosoke is, is a Nigerian that will understand. To an American that is born 10 years later, this will be mysteries. Are you with me? If it was a Yoruba man that wrote the Gospels, he would say Jesus is the Amala of life. It's true. Because bread was the staple food of the Jews. Amala for me. I ate one Amala yesterday. I said, this God loves me. Hey. Oh God of money. <laughs> so, see, if you don't like plantain, yeah, wave. You don't like plantain, wave, wave. Wave now. Let me let me walk you out. Let, let me walk you out. Hallelujah. 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 So him saying 
that blotting out the handwriting and that was um, this thing, nailing me to the cross. Basically, what he's saying is, your offenses, when Jesus took it, your offenses were nailed on his own cross. Praise the Lord. Your offenses were nailed on his cross. And look at verse 15. He says, and having spoiled principalities and powers. Ooh, glory to God. He said, having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. So basically, he's saying that irrespective of who, of what principalities, powers, and dominions are he got victory over them praise the name of jesus he got victory over them look at revelations one that's the enemy <laughs> revelations one verse 17 are you there are you there please put your phones on vibrate or dnd now now you know this verse actually gives me a perspective to when we stand before jesus are you with me talk to me are you with me it gives me a perspective of when we stand before jesus now remember this was john the disciple whom jesus what loved he said he put his head on the bosom of jesus he put his hand on his, his head on his chest and jesus loved him dearly but this is somebody who knew jesus in the flesh but when he saw him in eternity it was different are you with me? It was different. He says, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. Now, can I tell you something? It's not like when he saw Jesus, he wanted to do it. As he saw it, glory was too much. He, he, his faculties, eh? Could not, his faculties could not see such splendor and stand. You know, I used to imagine, I, I've cracked this joke with you before. You know, when pastor said, when you get to heaven, your idea of geography, biology, it will change. You will see one being that has the face of a man, the face of an ox, the face of a lion. That being will now appear to you and say, fear not. What? Is it your fear? Is it fear? Eh? Praise the Lord. So this is somebody who knew Jesus. This is actually a perspective to have, especially as we live our lives. Because the truth of the matter is we all go up to give account of what we've done in the flesh. So when, but when we see Jesus, you know, the truth is this. A lot of people say, if God is just, why will? If God is just, why will? But David said something in Psalm 51. He basic, David was basically saying that your judgment is just. No man can contend with it. Now, people can argue, but when you see Jesus, you will just know where you stand. It's true now. You will just know where, have you, have you ever, they told you to submit an assignment, you didn't submit it. As you stood before the teacher, you know I'm going to be flogged. It's, you just judged yourself. See, when you stand before Jesus, you will know where you stand. If he, if he, if he, when the unbeliever stands before Jesus, right? He doesn't need to say, go to hell. You know, you just see him, all right? No, I'm, this what I'm, uh, he said, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, fear not. <laughs> fear not, I am the first. And the last Jesus defined himself by these three times in Revelations. I'm the first and the last. See this I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. He said, Amen. He called himself the Amen, and have the keys of hell and death. The word keys here symbolizes authority, he has the authority over hell, over Hades, that's the place of the dead, and death in itself. And that is why any man that is in Christ does not die. Praise the name of Jesus. Yeah. Hebrews 12, 14, I believe he says, he came to destroy him who has the power of death. Glory to God. 
we'll just read a couple of scriptures I'm, I'm, I'm heading somewhere Luke chapter 11 I like this one it sounds like a deliverance scripture are you there? <laughs> are you there? look at verse 20 Luke 11 okay let me read from verse 21 rather verse 20 it says but if I with the finger of God cast out devils this is where they were saying he casted out devils by Beelzebub Beelzebub was the prince of devils what they you know thought was he said if I by the spirit of God uh, where am I if I by Beelzebub cast out devils 20 sorry but if I with the finger of God cast out devils no doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you look at 21 he says when a strong man armed keepeth his palace and keepeth his palace his goods are in peace look at 22 sabi boy he says but when a stronger than him shall come upon him and overcome him he taketh from him all his armor wherein he trusted and divided his spoils what this means you know um this is not scripture. I hope you know. Wait, wait, let wait. Before you, the way you are looking at me, like I want to blaspheme. Wait. When he said, the, when I said this is not scripture, what I mean is, Jesus was not quoting an Old Testament truth. He was using common sense to prove something. Just like how he said in Hebrews seven seven, the lesser is blessed of the better. It was common sense he was using to prove something. You know. So um, this Luke eleven twenty two, when he says. But when he's stronger than him, come, you will overcome him. Basically, Jesus, from this, we can, we can tell that what he was telling us was he's stronger than principalities, powers, and even he that had the power over death. That he now holds the keys, the authority over hell and death. Hallelujah. John 3. John 3. And that is, okay. I'll come back to that. I don't want to get ahead of myself. John 3.31 This is John. Should I read this now? So John 3.31, basically John was saying that he that cometh from above is above all. You know, Jesus said the same thing in John 8, 23 when he was talking to them and they were like, is he going to kill himself? He said, I'm from above. <laughs> Jesus. He sounds proud. He said, I'm from above. This is where, where Paul would now say, I magnify my office. So he said, um, I'm from above. Jesus do I hold that thought? I'll come back to it. But somewhere else, we see, we see the victory of Jesus where he takes account. Revelations chapter 5. This is one of my favorite part of the Bible. Revelations chapter 5 from verse 1. It says, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals and i saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice who is worthy to open the book and to lose the seals thereof and no man in heaven nor in earth neither under the earth was able to open the book neither to look upon and i wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book neither to look thereon. look at verse 5 and one of the elders said unto me weep not hi Ooh. he said weep not behold the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, he had prevailed to open the book and to lose the seven seals thereof. The, what this was basically showing was the victory Jesus won. Huh? It is not just, it is not just, um, 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 what's the word now? The victory Jesus won is not just, I'm trying to look for the best place, the best word to use. Father, give me words. It's not just um, ah, Holy Ghost, give me words. The victory he won is not just attainable or or real on the earth. 
even in eternity his victory is seen praise the name of Jesus and that is why Philippians 2 lets us understand that he gave him a name hi he gave him a name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee listen every and that is why I said every knee will bow willingly or forcefully but every knee will bow see when the need that is for me hesitant on earth sees Jesus you will bow ah you will bow because you have seen one that is stronger than you that will bind your goods you will bow glory to God and that is why he has a name his victory is seen his victory is known his victory is seen his victory is known I said all that to say something let me let me join everything i have been saying since number one i started with how god calls the things that be not as though they were you know how god declares the end from the beginning how the end and the beginning find definition within his scope right then i talk on the mirror principle of how what we see is what we replicate basically jesus the victories of jesus are not the victory of jesus is not something that just happened or it's not happenstance it is something that god had already declared so when we see the bible talk of um you know he to destroy him who has the power of death we see hosea talk about it we see sam talk about it and that is why we can boldly say oh death where is your sting oh grave where is your victory glory to god say he won the victory he won it you see when a lot of believers a couple of believers who need to know more of God's word think of victory they think of more minute things like your career your money those things are good and the power of God is available to search those things but that is not the only scope within which victory is found as a matter of fact if that is the only place where you limit the victory on the cross you have reduced it to almost infinitesimal ah glory to God because the truth of the matter is no matter how much you have and you are telling your career and your business and all when you stand before jesus it will not matter it will just fall away because you have seen glory praise the name of jesus oh, 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 oh. because the father is with me jesus was prophesying that a time will come when he was about to be crucified and everybody will leave him alone are you with me look at 33 he says these things i have spoken unto you Oof. that in me he might have peace in the world you shall have tribulation but be of good cheer i have overcome the world listen his victory is your victory are you with me he has overcome the world. The overcoming of the world was not that troubles will not happen, but irrespective of what happens, he has overcome. In his overcoming is mine. In his victory is mine. That is what baptism is. That whatever Jesus has attained is mine. Glory to God. He said, be of good cheer. So, 
and that is what that is one thing that should influence the christian life the christian is not now born to now start looking towards the victory of christ you know so the victory of christ is something he should attain the believer is born into victory and the victory of christ is not dependent on what has happened around or what is happening it is a done state he is the beginning and the end victory is who victory is a state the believer exists in hallelujah he said but be of good cheer I have overcome even when the believer is in the worst circumstances tribulations trials whatever he has overcome the Bible says in 2 Thessalonians 2 he was basically saying that when you are prosecuted for your faith he said that it may be a righteous talking that is manifest so that even when those things are seen in Christ your victory you know if, when you stand before him those temp those persecutions are not will serve as nothing else but crown praise the Lord first John 4 verse 3 He said, and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist. He says, whereof ye have heard that he should come. And even now already is it in the world. Look at this four. He says, ye are of God, little children. And have what? Overcome them. Because greater is he. Say greater is he. That is in me. Than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me. Come on, you're not saying it like you're sure. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Bring tongues on that a little bit.
so it is it is very possible to be like this is the overcoming that it's very possible to be like Noah and his family you'll be in a world that has corrupted and warped values how be it you are untouched untainted by the evil on this earth hallelujah say I'm a child of God I don't harbor contradictions I'm a child of God I don't harbor contradictions I have overcome the world and its systems listen I've said this many times before everything in this world is designed to make you a bad Christian from the very busy schedule in fact Lagos by the time you go to work and come back you don't have prayer life are you with me it's not like you don't want to you can't have by the time you go oh, hey, brother, hey, brother. it's five you have to run out again it's not five it's 4 30. <laughs> i've seen i've seen crazy alarm 4 28. what kind of what kind of alarm is that so you calculate as i'm brushing hey brother father we love you as we go out today it is done it's not done oh and that's why um, um temptation like yam prayer will be excited by that line <laughs> wants to choke the believer true context of overcoming the world is that we live in this world but we are not run by its systems of carnality amen you know i put up something one time see don't be deceived though it's not everybody I, I, this will sound wrong but it's not everybody that watches porn it's not everybody that fornicates but you know before i would my own is It doesn't, it's not everybody that is under the systems of this age. Some of us have overcome. Praise God. He said, man must change oil, not my own. I have the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We have, I have overcome. Look at this. He goes down to verse verse 5 he says they are of the world therefore speak they of the world and the world heareth them look at verse 6 he says we are of God he that knoweth God heareth us he that is not of God heareth not us this he's talking of sound doctrine and teaching now he says hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error beloved okay that, I think I'm, I'm, I'm done in verse 6 he says we are of God You see, I think, I think the thing is, if there's one thing I learned, I said something jokingly at um, Reboot Camp. I think it's you I told. It was a joke, but the more I meditate on it, wisdom just the flow. It's not like I'm trying. It's just, just flowing. Not the ability to not care is a life skill. Ah, yes, it's a life skill. The ability to not care. You know, pastor said something. He said, before people cancel you, cancel yourself. So that when they cancel you, you don't care. The ability to see if you will do much in this life, not just for God now, anything you first have to not care because people are people. So, Pastor puts up something on about Christians have to boycott Netflix. I want Niranu now they're coming and we're saying nonsense. I say, How can people be so willfully daft? It's a miracle it's a miracle ah everybody now people were not saying people were not using boycott as if it's in their vocabulary they've not used it before they say boycott i say what is wrong with you you don't he said if the pastor says boycott and we know boycott that out he said the pastor talks like this i will not come to the church we are not missing you stay in your church don't come stay in your house you can't have church and talk like that or your shrine whichever works I go through Twitter sometimes. I'm like, you reason like this. And you went to school. <laughs> I'm a waste of
your school fees new. <laughs> because if anything school does, it teaches you how to think. But the truth of the matter is this. You know, I realize this. Uh, see, you see believers, ah, we need to wake up. Oh. We actually are more powerful than we think. I'm not talking of the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm talking socially. Socially. If the believers in Nigeria, because they said the, Jesus is gay, the one who died for your sin, he likes man. The one who died for your sin, He's a drunk. He takes alomo till he's not alright. If we stop paying for Netflix three months, they will send a mail. Say, say, take it down. And it's true. I mean, I, this is a this is a this is a detour. But there's a you know um, there's a ministry I respect them right. The guy put up some content on YouTube. YouTube gave him one strike. What that means is you will not be able to post for a week. Post, comment, go live. You will not be able to do anything for a week. Are you with me? YouTube gave him one strike. Please, can we all sit down and focus? It's distracting me. YouTube gave him one strike. But you know the great thing? They have a social media platform that, is, that has over 50,000 users. So, if you take down the video, because the truth of the matter is this, this world is getting darker. Jesus will soon be hate speech. He is. If you say he's the only way, they say it's hate speech. See, I love you, but being homosexual is wrong. It's wrong. It's not even, it's against nature. They say we should be accommodating. We're accommodating, but it's wrong. So he said, those of you in church, you don't walk in love. We love you, but it's wrong. Let's look at the Bible. It's not Queen James Bible or Rainbow. There's actually Rainbow KJV. Yeah. You know, then there are explanations of Romans 1. There are all these explanations. You know, all those things where we are doing. Tell me, put up Rainbow on her status. On her this. He said, do you know what it means? It was a covenant between God and Noah. It's not LGBTQ, you the grace. It's, it's covenant between God and Noah. Ah. Is it your. Is, uh -uh. Did you make it? You now tell. I'm, there's not, I was told somebody might. <laughs> He's doing me already. I'm angry. You put up something, somebody will now come. Are you now saying? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We posted for pastors. Somebody said hero worship. You will not allow us to worship our hero. Is it your hero? And you see, fellow believers will now come and say, All these things that you are, you know, you are lifting your pastor. You need to calm down. What is wrong with did I tell you I'm a fool? Most people like that don't have pastors. They don't. He said, gathering was in the Old Testament. Right now, you can just be anywhere you are. God knows his own. See, if you do that thing for six months and you don't backslide, I will join you. No, six months. Let's just, let's just watch it. I will join you. If you do it for six months, eh? I will join you. I saw somebody, somebody said, I don't like big churches. I just like the fact that we all gather, you know, we all gather, we are about maybe four or five. We're just sharing the word of God. It's just, we're just sharing it. You know, I just like, <laughs> just, see, any God, and you know, a lot of people like that kind of rubbish. They say, we just gather, we just share what we think on the word of God. See, it is God's design that, that in a gathering of believers, somebody is supposed to lead the apostles gave direction to doctrine. It was not everybody that was coming and pointing their mindset. You know, James, this is what you think, but the way I'm feeling it. Uh, you'll be anathema, maranatha. Straight. The early church didn't have time. Straight. 
Paul, Paul will just come and say, he said, that one that keeps doing it, hand him over to Satan. Straight. Let's move on. We have, we have places to conquer. So we are accommodating. We are loving. We are nice. But you see, when it comes to issues on this, and a lot of people say, I think I to, this issue on social issues is another topic entirely. No, Pastor Oge said something during Kingdom Culture Camp Meeting. He said, have you realized every social every social problem that has been loud over the last few years have to do with sex what is wrong with us lgbtq you know you that sexual orientation abortion pedophilia all those things if you talk on abortion somebody will say you not say what if mm -mm, mm -mm. You don't start making arguments with exceptions. Because the truth of the matter is many people who are arguing for abortion, they are not arguing from the standpoint of exceptions first. Many people just want to be rest. You want to polish and be free. That devil is a liar. And a lot of people now say, well, well, if, you, if, the, if the child is old to a particular point, it's still okay. But the truth of the matter, a lot of people don't know a fetus starts having a heartbeat at 24 days. And nobody does abortion that early. Except you are, a, you are an evil spirit. <laughs> 24 days. You say, what if they cannot take care of the child? So, if that argument will stand, what that will mean is um, what if you cannot take care of the child? If the argument stands, what it mean is when the child is 10 years old and you can't take care of your mother, him. it sounds harsh, but that's not what I'm saying. Can you prove it? How did we get here? Victory. <laughs> but it's true. It's actually true. But ultimately, the Ogakpatapata of them all is follow Jesus. He said, Don't do. Don't do now. You will not die. Truly, if we follow the Bible's prescription on things, we will be fine as a society. We'll be fine. I've see, coming from someone, I'm pointing at myself now. Coming from someone who has struggled with habits and Jesus lifted me from the miry clay. It's not worth it. Jefferson Bethke said, idols over promise but under deliver. You'll be feeling like, if I don't do it now, I will give up the ghost. You'll finish, you are fine. It's the same thing with smoking, alcohol, sex, any appetite. It's the same thing. And I know, if you must go far with God, your appetite must be in check. I hope you understand, when Paul says, this should not be once mentioned amongst us. It is not the law, it's actually the working of grace. Because the working of the spirit is at work, because the work of the spirit is so strong in the believer. I mean, the impact of something should be felt, it should be seen. If you say a bike hit you and you still walked to the office, you understand. Maybe your clothes is clean. But if you say a trailer crushed you, but I stood up and I'm uh, 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 bro, bro, alpha. So also, do you know what it means that God is at work on your inside? and that's why Paul on that authority could say this should not be once mentioned amongst you it's the working of grace that you should be able to leave your money with a believer come back and he will give you but these are mysteries these days you should be able to give a brother your wife's phone number and be fine we are in Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. See, there's something I keep telling myself every day. We are called to a very high standard of living. High. High. Little things, the white lies, um, loose conversations. I cannot afford it. Because it's the working of the spirit of my life. Praise the Lord. This life that I have is the life. This life that I have is the life. 
No, no, when I heard that talk, I said, You they pray. You they pray. <laughs> Hallelujah. Child of God, say, I have overcome. It does not matter what the loudest narrative is. See, the, the man in Christ does not. What is your opinion? I don't have opinion, it's what the word of God says. Do you understand? We don't have new opinions on what is trending. It's what the Bible says. It's what the Bible says. So what do you think about abortion? What does the Bible say? What do you think about the evolving notion of homosexuality? What does the Bible say? How can we have over 22 genders? 67. How? So, these days, when you want to fill forms for multinationals, when you want to fill forms, they say male, female, non-binary. But the Bible says he made them male. See, we live in a world where you have to teach I have to speak in tongues. So, I will get all trans of what I'm about to say next. A man of God said, he said when he was, he, he got into school, they were teaching them about sex and sexual protection. What they taught them was this is a banana, this is a condom, this is how you use it. Eh? Univerbao. They were in high school. <laughs> they said this is how you use it. So we have to teach our children. It's not if a boy taught you you'll be pregnant. Mm. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. That's the conversation. You are bought with a high price. You are, you are worth inestimable value. That's, that's the, that's, that's what we, see, I've made up my mind in my house. I will have TMC. I'm serious. I will have TMC. Total man concept. It's a course. We, we can do it one hour every day during the holiday. We will talk on things from finances to spirituality to manners. Because manners are something that is, is lost. You just chat with somebody. Hi, I want this. What is good morning? Talk for another day. Because people, people will annoy you. That mail I sent to you, may you not see it. <laughs> oh, I have witnesses in the house, right? Listen, he won my victory. So therefore, do you see that basically what John was saying in this verse, John 4, was irrespective of what has happened or what is happening, the believer has victory. So there may be, we may live in a world that is corrupted, but you have overcome. Jesus saw that they casted out devils, but he told them, behold, because I have seen this, you can see this. I, hallelujah. Because I have seen this, you can see this. So, the victory for the believer is a thing of revelation, not a thing of circumstances. As true as it is that he spoiled principalities and powers, he got dominion over them in it. So also, your victory as a child of God has nothing to do with how I feel part time or what I'm going through. Remember, see, Christianity that promises you you will never go through a hell time is a scam. It's a scam. The reason why things are not working is because you are not praying enough. It's not true. It's not true. But I heard Bishop Oedipo say something strong. He hit me. He said it is not it is not unscriptural to be challenged, but it is not spiritual to be defeated. In this life, you will have tribulation. See, it is a messianic word. Jesus gave you. He said you will have problem. Problem. Another problem. Jesus said in this life you will have tribulation. He said but be of good cheer. So when you see situations that are coming, you don't look at it and say it is not in the middle of that situation you're like, oh God, mm -mm. before the situations come, before the situation comes you are in, he has overcome. In the situation, he has overcome. After the situation, you are still overcome. I said, the, the reason why I started with God, who declares things, ah, 
The reason why I started with God, who is the beginning and the end, who everything finds definition within his scope, is on one thing, that God's word, irrespective of what might have happened, is true. Do you realize that the Bible says that at the fullness of time, Jesus might come? That is why Jesus did not just come after um, Adam and Eve, because there had to be a fullness of time. So, God's word is always true. The Bible says the heavens and the earth will pass away, but his word. He said not a jot or tittle will pass. Amen. I have overcome the world. I know. I know. I have overcome the world. I know. I have overcome. visit niministries.org. God bless you.